I have an email. Do you? Dear Bill, I hate your stinking guts. You make me vomit. You're scum between my toes. Love, Alfalfa. and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman. This is episode 42 and today's date is October 19th, 2017. We're going to be talking all about issue 141. That's a lot of numbers. It is a lot of numbers. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and joining me is TJ. Hey, it's TJ. No Bill today. Bill is off celebrating his five-year anniversary with Liz. So he won't be joining us. It's just a two-man show. Uh, Like I said, we are the Invincible Podcast. We talk all things Invincible. That includes the comic, past issues, future issues, you know, obviously current issues, whatever, when they come out. Um, We talk about all the tie-in series, like Brit and Wolfman and everything. Um, We'll talk about the movie news when there actually is movie news to talk about. Which Uh, isn't often. Yeah. And also... uh, um, you can find us on podcast all podcast platforms, pretty much. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, and everything. Facebook, Twitter. Yep. yep. Message us on Facebook and Twitter if you want to be part of the show. Follow us there for announcements, and we obviously retweet any important news that comes out about Invincible. Uh, that about does it. Otherwise, um, a couple housekeeping things. Uh, we've got our 10th iTunes review. We've officially been reviewed 10 times on iTunes, uh, this is our 10th um, five-star, too. So this is from DGDGHF. He says, uh, hey, guys, keep up the... Or she. Uh, they say, keep up the great work. I recently started Invincible a month ago, as of uh, September 24th. The New Reader podcast is awesome. I finished a few volumes and go right to YouTube and listen to that section. Your podcast gives me the chance to wind down after reading, and also great to hear Britt and Ashley's, I hope that's right, first impressions as I'm, as I'm having my first reactions as well. That's not right. Again, keep up the great work. Also, I'm in Buffalo, and I believe you've mentioned you're also local to this area. That's right. We're also from Buffalo. Yes. Queen City Comics. That's uh, pretty much the big Buffalo comic shop. Hmm. Also, it's not Ashley. Uh, the new readers are Brittany and Liz. Close, though. Half right. But... Thank you for the no, five-star not review. Not half right. Not, not no? right at all. <laughs> no, Brittany and... He said Brittany and Ashley. Oh, did he say Brittany? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he just said Ashley. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, we also got a, uh, uh, a... If you guys, you know, tuned in last episode two weeks ago, because we release every other Friday. Last episode, we talked all about Angstrom Levy and the news that came out of New York Comic Con. And... We missed an email from our friend Jordan Gilbert. He wrote in and asked us like to contribute to the um, Angstrom Levy discussion, and we didn't really talk about this. He wanted to know what would have happened if that evil Mark hadn't have taken uh, Angstrom Levy into his alternate dimension. Like there was that whole scene with Adam Eve. Basically, there was that whole redemption scene with Angstrom Levy and him realizing that he had done wrong. What would have happened? Like, if he had not been killed, like, would, would Angstrom have helped? Would he have been a good guy? Would, would Mark insisted that he go to prison? I think he would have went to prison. I yeah. think that uh, he said um, before he was killed, I would, I'm, you know, fully prepared to accept whatever yeah, consequences did, for, for, you know, I deserve for my actions. 
so he was I think he was surrendering and knew he was about to go to jail. I think that would have been interesting because it would have been similar to we've seen that with Universa and Dinosaurus, you know, villains who were imprisoned. We actually seen villains in prison this whole series. Mahler twins are constantly in there. Uh, Doc Seismic. Um, it would have been interesting to have Angstrom Levy in there, but. Even if, couldn't he have just left though? He can access dimensions. You couldn't hold him in prison, really. Yeah, I know, but you, but he was trying to make amends. So he for would it he would just sit there. He could have left anyways. You yeah. know what I mean? He could he but he still surrendered. He is the one that said, "I'm I'm ready to take responsibility for my actions." And even if he didn't go to jail, like getting rid of that dynamic, I think that he would go back to what he was doing. He yeah. was living a normal life before right, he found he out that Invincible was was alive mm-hmm. and he was you know out jogging living in a, a suburban he is town not necessarily a villain who is out to watch the world burn. right he just wants invincible to pay right right everything he did even though it did pretty much destroy the world with all the other invincibles coming and everything like that it was ultimately to you know solely invincible's name and make him out to be the villain mm-hmm. so yeah that's what i think about that um also uh when it comes to the uh, cover that was released at New York Comic Con, the final cover, issue 144, Mike Barrett had written in and asked what we thought about the uh, the lack of variants announced. So apparently there's a solicitation for a, uh, a second cover, which hasn't been revealed yet. Um, but other than that, there's no, you know, multiple covers like there was for issue 100. I think there's going to be a lot more coming out. Yeah. I really think there's going to be a lot of variants. Um, Definitely more than two. I, I, I don't know what to think. I, my first instinct is that there was going to be a lot. Um, and Skybound did release... Like, they usually will release a month or so beforehand that there are variants. Like, the uh, Walking Dead-themed ones was announced, like, I want to say the end of August, and they came started coming out in the beginning of October. So we... I don't think it's too late to say there won't be any more, but part of me also wouldn't be surprised, and there's a small part of me that would be okay with it um solely for the fact that like c- collecting and finding all these variants can be a pain sometimes it's so much which fun. is funny it is fun no it is fun that's why it's both like i love it and hate it at the same I time i just like invincible art yeah well that's the thing i want it because i want to see what these other artists would have done with mm-hmm. the cover that's the part that i i would miss out on the most right. uh i pulled up a um a quote from issue 97 in which mark goes to see his favorite uh, author Flip Schafe and uh, Flip says uh, but hey we released Science Dog 100 and it broke all kinds of records for an independent comic that's a pretty big deal there aren't a lot of books that hit that kind of number and then Mark says yeah but did you have to do 15 covers I mean as a fan I feel obligated to buy them all and that's not easy for a number of reasons and well it's not fair to essentially force diehard fans who are completionists by nature to buy all those versions of the same comic to complete their collection, just so you can line your pockets, you know? Yeah, that so, was issue 97, and then three issues later, that's exactly well, what they did. Yes. But they were making fun of themselves. They were making fun of Walking Dead. Kirkman was making fun of because Walking Dead had come out before, and he yeah. was doing the same thing with Invincible. But still, three months later, and they, they do the same thing with oh, issue yeah. 100. Yeah. I think they were, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was making fun of himself, oh, not absolutely. necessarily just Walking Dead or oh, just yeah. Invincible. Yes. But he, but he was also saying like, "Hey, I know this is kind of bullshit and a pain in the ass to some fans, but right. he still wanted to do it. It was still fun." Yeah. But that's why I think I, I, I don't think that he's gonna look back on that and be like, "Well, I'm not gonna do it for the, for the final issue." If no, he but did I it think for there's, I think there's a little bit of truth in there. You yeah, know, for I sure. think, I, I think there's going to be the two covers. 
I wouldn't be surprised if there were one or two more. But, um, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't. At this point, you know, two covers would be nice just to have them. Um, it's also a little bit more simple. I don't know, though. I was expecting, you know, them to be revealed at New York Comic Con, but we were yeah. wrong. We were wrong at that. Yeah. Um, a little bit on the news section. Uh, there are uh, a couple things that came out of New York Comic Con after we finished recording a couple weeks ago. You saw those sketch covers. Um, yep. that uh, Daniel Warren Johnson one, the artist of um, uh, Extremity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that one. The Conquest yeah, one with him cool. ripping uh, Invincible's spine out through his throat. Yep. And then Mike Barrett got a, a commission from him also of one of his favorite pages, like his version of it, of mm-hmm. Conquest charging at, at Mark. Uh, Mike Barrett also got a Chris G one, like he usually does. This one of uh, 140. So, yep. and then did you see this? This uh, this is yeah. the photo by, uh, is it Bill Lonergan? Uh, yeah, Bill Lonergan. Bill Lonergan. He's, uh, he's been at a couple conventions. I want to say he was actually at a convention that we went to, right? I think he was at a convention that I went to, and I think yeah. I'm in a picture with them yeah, in, the in the background. Yeah, in the background, <laughs> stable. Um, yeah. They cosplay as uh, Nolan and Mark, and there's an awesome photo of them punching Robert Kirkman in the head. Yep. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, and uh, that came out after we had finished recording. Uh, other than that, keep an eye out on Felix. Um, they said that they're going to be doing uh, another invincible sale soon like putting out more pages otley announced that he was sending issue 100 100 to felix which would be pretty cool um so keep an eye out on that other than that i think we're ready to dive into issue 141 i suppose i suppose i suppose all right let's do it uh right off the bat the cover what do you think of this cover uh i liked it i mean yeah i mean everybody's sad Mm -hmm. we kind of were expecting to happen what did happen in this comic. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, Tara on the cover. I mean, after one... Is appropriate. One, uh, 39 is when we well, kind yeah. of expected this, once we found out that Nolan was still alive. Um, I like Tara on the cover of this one, because, and we always talk about, you know, is that center character going to be a major character in the issue? And I think she has a big part in this issue and i thought that was appropriate to have her on there mm-hmm. debbie holding nolan is more heartbreaking after reading the issue than it is before seeing it um and i love the ships above pointed at earth yep and that's that's all of them arriving back to earth right that's just showing that they're coming back to earth yes mm-hmm. and you see um robots moons still floating that he created in issue 100 pretty cool um so yeah, starting off, we've got Tara comforting Debbie. Um, this, we, I mean, like we, like you said, TJ, we kind of knew or hoped in a way that, <coughs> that you know, Nolan was going to die in a way. We knew that it was coming. We talked about how, um, you know, it might be a a slower death, and um, it was interesting seeing like. You open this up and it's like right away we know what's what's about to happen. Yeah. Because uh, Debbie's gotten the news and they're going to Earth. And uh, last time we saw Debbie and Tara was like four issues ago. And yeah. it was when Tara was flying too high and they're flying through the streets and Debbie was holding on to her leg. And we never saw him again after that. Um, but this was just a really, really good moment between the two of them. Uh, but yeah, Tara saying, you know giving her a hug and saying it's okay when the 
when the people when people get their red parts out in our family, they just go back in and everything is okay. So that's that I love this issue. That was the only thing that kind of threw me a little bit. Because why would she say that? Because how many times has that happened? Once. And it was to Oliver that she witnessed and she was distraught over it and he died. So why would she be thinking this? But I mean, she's I'm sure she's heard of like Invincible getting fucked up off planet. Oh, yeah. I know. Obviously, it happened to Eve and Mark in front of her as well. And they got back together. Right. It's just the last time like we the main story of Tara so far in the end of all things has been heard like they've talked about it multiple times like you know when they when mark and eve left uh tara with debbie they said you know what she's seen we're not going to be there for her and debbie's like she's strong she'll be okay mm-hmm. and then there was the you know obviously the scene with haluma and her and tara freaking out saying i saw his his red parts were showing i saw like but she and, also see like she sees nolan talking in bed he's alive you know so she just assumes well, she doesn't actually see that she never sees that so from what you don't think that she has we don't see that but you you don't think that she's talked to nolan since he's been back and in the hospital bed well i'm sure she has well right here debbie and tara are on telescria nolan is still on earth you're saying that they're watching like a video of him because okay you see what i'm saying i suppose i suppose i suppose so it was just interesting and it just took me a for a second and i wasn't quite sure but it's still a great moment and her saying right and you turn the page and uh, we're back to Earth now. What'd you or, think? Or well, on the ship. Well, yeah. Heading he- to Earth. Heading to Earth. Um, and did you expect to see Mark up and talking so quickly in this issue? Uh, kind of, to mm-hmm. be completely honest, because I knew they we had gonna, to heal him quick. Yeah, we weren't going to waste time. Right. But I, like we talked about last time, we were all kind of expecting a jump in time. And I'm sure there was a little jump in time, but... Yeah, maybe a couple days or so. I don't... I don't know if it was enough of a jump because I think he got clearly got fucked up more than he did in the past. And in the past, it took a very long time for him to heal. Mm -hmm. Well, he is stronger now. I don't know. And I mean, then again, to argue my own point, we don't really know how much time has passed. Yeah, maybe a couple days. I don't know. I guess to also argue or devil's advocate. Uh, it's not like organs and bones were ripped out of them this time. It was just the skin. And maybe that heals True. quicker on Viltrumites or the alien technology that they have helping them is helping that somehow. Well, I was talking more about like from like half of this issue, he's like fucked up and he's, he's got he no like, hair. He and then like the second quilt. half of this issue, he's he actually has hair. And it's like, oh, yeah. that, it's, kind, that it's not long. Jump. That is another time jump. Yeah. Yes. But that's the jump I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I thought you, I, I thought you were referring between issues. Um, so yeah, Mark, you know, is all patchwork and, uh, I think it looks kind of neat having all the different, he, all the scarring and patches. Um, and Eve says here that, you know, it's over, the war is over, we're free, we can go anywhere, you know, and this is something that they've been talking about ever since the, uh, the Cory Walker arc, you know, them wanting to just get away. And that's going to come up later in the issue too. And then Mark goes to see Nolan. So... Nolan is dying, and man, Invincible these next few is issues. or Mark is Mark <laughs> is just... Mark is still fucked up, and uh, I love the fact that he is not on his feet, but he's flying around everywhere. He's hovering everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think that's really that's kind of cool. Yeah, I do like that. Like every time we do see him, he is just hovering. 
Um, maybe he's not strong enough to walk yet, you know? Yep. But um, we get more information about why Nolan is dying, because Mark is refusing. He's saying, no, you can't do this. Um, and we find out more about his heart, that his heart was in fact damaged, and it's just irreparable. His body isn't healing because his heart's damaged, and it just seems like, you know, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong to to hurt him and kill him. And Nolan goes on to give his final wish to Mark. Um, he says, you have to be strong. Our people, dot, 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 they need you. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's time for you to lead the Vilgemites. Uh, so there's the, I mean, taking a step out of this for a second, he did give the line. He d- directly said the line, similar to how Mark's saying, you know, I think it's time to leave it, to leaving Earth. You, It's time for you to lead the Vilgemites. <laughs> I'm saying this is tying into King Immortals oh, yeah. saying again. For you sure. Know? Uh, making it very obvious, like, hey, you're it's time to lead. Yep. Um and I love that right away. Mark's just like, I'm not ready. Uh, I don't he, want he it. He doesn't want it. He says, this I, at he all. says yeah. I don't want it. And you know, it, I mean it just shows the next panel is Nolan just dot dot dot. That's all that's all that's in the, you know. Mm-hmm. What and then why is why does Mark not want to do this? Because he wants to be with his family and he's yeah. done being a superhero being a superhero is bullshit and he wants you know to just live a normal life with his family mm-hmm. he, he talks about how he lost five years and how he just yeah what the, he was looking forward to just being done and um nolan brings up a good point though you know saying that what where will you go you know what you know what will be out there you know how do you know you'll ever be safe and for how long and wherever you go, you're just going to be running from, mm-hmm. you know, your where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, talking about what kind of life Tara would have, you know, being surrounded by Viltrumites. And um, Mar- then uh, Nolan talks about how, you know, Mark is a good person. And he said, you can change, he basically says that you can change the Viltrumites. He said that, you know, I was, I was born into the mm-hmm. Viltrumite, into a, a Viltrumite empire and, you know, their and, ways were and, barbaric. And, they yeah. Were, and he like, talks about how it, that's said, inside all of them. Right. Like they're it, at in nature, Viltrumites are evil. And this kind of brings us back to why so many alternate versions of Mark are evil and yeah. us the, all those conversations in the past about whether or not Mark could go evil or maybe be evil or even the time when he was in the black and blue and like there was that little bit inside of him um, because there is it's kind of this is their alien race they are a barbaric race and that's this is kind of in response to him saying that I'm not I'm not ready to do this and he says yes you are you know because I was this is how I was and you changed me. And he mm-hmm. says, I wasn't ready when I took over the Viltrumite Empire, but I made, I affected change and you can affect change in ways that I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how he said that, you know, um, it, you know, it's what leads Viltrumites that makes them and otherwise they can slip back into their old ways like Anissa. And Mark has that pause again. Um, we haven't seen her. We're assuming, I mean, at, we're assuming at this moment, Mark probably doesn't even know that she's gone. Yeah. Um, so 
Nolan gives his final words. At the time, Mark doesn't know this is the last thing Nolan will say to him, but he says, you changed me, changed them. And uh, then Mark goes on to talk about, and, and like right away, like that was the last thing, thing Nolan says to him. And Mark says, no, I won't let you do that. You can't put all that on me. And I love this speech because he talks about how Mark isn't just, you know, naturally a good guy. He is a good guy because of Nolan, because right. of his mom, because, of, you know, because they raised him. Right. So and Nolan he isn't He could have raised him from the, you know, as a, as a Viltrumite. Yeah. And yeah. he chose not to do that. Yes. So there was good in Nolan all along. So it's almost like at the, it, uh, you know, literally on his deathbed, Nolan's saying that, you know, he, he kind of sounds remorseful because he, you know, he was bad inside or he had evil inside him. Um, and this is Mark saying like, no, you, you were a good person. You are a good person. You know, there's, there is good in you because of me. Like I am proof that there is good in you. And, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. And then he, he, he kind of looks up after his speech and realizes that his, his, he's gone. He's not conscious. He's, he's passed. Mm-hmm. And he just hugs him God, these two and just pages. starts bawling as Debbie and, uh, and, um, I mean, it's not, yeah. It's so not going back to what we said before, they're not on Telescria. No, they got there. The very first line in this issue is we're leaving. We're going. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 It's not clear whether or not Debbie and Tara, you know, got there and were in the room before Mark arrived. You know I mean? They, we don't know whether or not, whether this was Debbie and Tara arriving, but regardless, this is Debbie realizing that he has gone to, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm oh, a sucker. God, that, that, fuck, that panel I'm... with Mark and looking at Tara and Tara's eyes welling up. I'm a sucker for pages without dialogue. Yeah. <sighs> Especially emotional pages like that. Yep. Like, I love the page where, like, for some reason this reminds me of the page where the doctor hands Tara to Mark. You know, and it's a really silent page, and mm. he like wipes a tear away. Yeah. Oh, I literally have something in my eye right now. It's an eyelash. I'm really not. <laughs> um, Ryan's getting emotional. This well, this issue was super a, depressing, man. It was so a hair sad. In my eye. Um. So I think right here there's a jump, right? Yeah, yeah. Because this is maybe a week, a couple days. We don't really know. I mean, he's got. I mean, how fast does? Mark grow hair. Well, I want to say... Um, He'd be in, getting a haircut like once a week. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say in the beginning, he says that uh, the doctor said he'll be good in a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. He does say in the beginning, he says, doctor says I'll be good as new in a few days. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Tara to make fun of me for not having any skin. I feel like it couldn't have been long, but... Maybe it's just a couple days. I mean, that's yeah. just... Um, and uh, Debbie's not speaking she's still mourning and uh eve gets a little upset with mark uh because she's i don't know this 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 scene was interesting to me because i mean i like it a lot because it shows their relationship we had this conversation back in oh man what was this what was part one of 12 issue 133 maybe i think it was 33 of what Part one of 12. Part, it was 133. Yeah. yeah it was. Uh, remember when uh, Eve flipped out on Mark up in the sky after him and Alan were fighting at Oliver's funeral? Yeah. And she said, I hate you. I hate you. You know, 
um, because he's selfish, because he does think, you know what I mean? Like, and they talked it out and that they got married that day or, you know, shortly after, like, this is them having a normal conversation. This isn't like, she's not going to be like, oh, you're going to lead the Viltrumites now? We're going to live on earth or we're going to live near earth and, you know, everything, this is our life now? Like, no, the plan was they were going to get away. Like they were going to leave all this behind them. So I like that she wasn't just okay with everything. She was upset about it. She's like, you know, but you're not that sorry, are you? That is so disrespectful to me, though. That's that's disrespectful. To say it like that, though, was disrespectful. Oh, but you're really not that sorry. And he basically says, fuck you. It was my father's dying wish. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm glad that you're on your side because I'm more on the other side. I'm not saying that you're agreeing you with You took it Eve. as more of a... Uh, I'm 100% on Mark's side on this. Yeah. Because of the fact that... I mean, if I feel like if I were Mark and if it was that kind of situation, like, it's not even... Like, I yeah, wouldn't even... This, I wouldn't what? even think that... I wouldn't even think to... Like, maybe... Maybe it's the... She's upset because, like, oh, he should have talked to her before just making the decision. But at the same time, like, why wouldn't she just want to, you know support him in that it's like but think of think, real life situations hey honey i got a job in massachusetts you're gonna move with me or are you gonna just fucking like get you know what i mean like it this is but this is on such a bigger scale this is like i feel to like, lead the vultramites yes i feel like that this is kind of what you're saying though i think in the end she is accepting it. This is happening. She, you know, Mark even jokes around, like, saying, like, hey, I feel like I just scored a win here. I because could I, not disagree more. Really, I feel like... Prediction. Hold on, hold on. I feel like she is... She's accepted it, but they're not... She's not a robot. She's... They're going to talk this out. They're they're a normal human... Not human, I guess, exactly, but... You know what I mean? Like, they're, they have a normal relationship. I think they might break up. Interesting. Well... I don't. I think that this is just them talking it through. This is not something that this whole time we've been talking about how they need to get away and, and mm-hmm. Mark doing things for his family. You don't think it'd be weird if the next page was like, yeah, we're going to do this. Like, what about all those things we said in the past? Like, there has to be a conversation here. Things don't just happen like, you know, just because like there's a conversation to be had and I'm glad, oh, yeah. they're, I'm they're glad gonna they are going to definitely have a conversation. Well, of that's course. what this is. I think this is the conversation. No, because he even says that we're going to put it on hold and this, you know. Oh, the fact that you dropped the subject. Yeah, he, but it, it's going to it's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it is cut and dry. We'll continue this later, yeah. he says. Yeah. They're definitely going to have a conversation. I don't think it's going to end well, especially because this conversation kind of did end well. Mm-hmm. Like, they're joking with each other. But then, you know, I, I don't know. I think that there's going to be more and it's not going to end well. Okay, so I think we both agree that we're glad this conversation happened. Yeah. You just don't like... You just don't like that it's that it's going in the direction you think it's going. Oh, yeah, it's great writing. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I didn't... I don't like that he put this in the comic. It's I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking on the, on the situation itself in the story is that, like... Do you think it's... I mean, this is what Eve signed up for, though. That's like, yeah, that's is, what she, I mean. She's, they're superheroes. Yeah. But I think that's why ultimately she's going to be okay with it. You think the opposite. I do because she's been fighting it she forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah. And I think the only they would keep have. breaking up because think, of it. And I it's know. like, listen, if you're not like a part, if you're not like into this, then. We still got to go back to those rings too, you know. I'll, yeah. 
But I think that, like, this is mean, and all the Eve fans are go- out there are going to hate me for this, but I feel like if he were to be the... I think that if he were to be the... Uh, what emperor uh, of the mm-hmm. of Viltrumites? Regent. She could hold him back from what the th- good things that he can do with the Viltrumite Empire. You think so? I think she would hold him back. I don't know. But, I think. I, I think last issue. I mean, showed like his in his speech that having Eve makes him stronger and like all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. we've got behind it. What if they were to break up and she were to die? No, that'd, that'd be, be even a, worse. There's no way. We've got three issues. That'd be a very no Joss Whedon thing to do. Uh-uh. No, thank you. All right. And then uh, the issue ends with a... Uh, um, I don't know if it's my favorite scene, but there's a... This, this uh, is one of my favorite speeches yeah. in the series. Yes. God. So this is, this is Mark basically talking about, you know, mortality... <laughs> to Tara. I mean, she's asleep and um just Kirkman's writing here really shines. This like makes me want him to like write a novel. Like mm-hmm. he could I feel like he would crush that. Like when so Mark says sits down by Tara. She's laying in bed and sleeping and he says uh when my father died, I felt so alone. Then I saw you and it only made me more sad. This now this part is like such an awesome quote. When I look out into the abyss that awaits you, or when you look out into the abyss that awaits you as you grow older, you're always looking past your father. He's always there, facing it before you and telling you what to expect, preparing you for what's coming. He's a comfort you grow to, take for granted. Then he's, then when he's gone, it's just you facing the, facing the abyss alone. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And just him talking about how it made him realize that one day she's going to be like him and she'll be alone. Um, yeah. And it's just that it's it's such good writing because it's so it's a very simple thought in a way, you know, like everybody dies. Everybody's going to die. And when you die, you're going to be leaving somebody behind. But the way he put it, and I don't know, it was, this was, this scene was harder for me to read and more sad than I think anything else in the, in the issue. Um, I don't know. It was just really, really good. Yep. Um, and he says, it, unfortunately, uh, he doesn't want to wake her. He says it seems too cruel to wake you in this moment because, you know, at, right now in the end, you're happy, everything's fine, you're asleep, you know, life goes on, the show must go on, whatever. Um, and Eve barges in and says, Mark, hurry. And Mark says, oh God, what now? And then the final page is Earth with a whole bunch of robots standing in front of it. Evil robots. Yep. Um, I knew something like this was happening. Obviously, we, we I mean, anybody could have guessed that it was going to end with something along the, the lines of this um, with the next issue being the robot war. Mm-hmm. But like she kept saying, I think at least two or three times in this issue, they said, we're on our way to earth. Yeah. We're almost to yeah. earth. We're approaching earth. And I'm like, Oh shit. The whole time I was thinking, I, uh, before reading this issue, I really wanted there to 
I wanted this issue to end or have a explanation for the robot war. You know what I mean? Like, like within the issue. After reading the issue, I'm kind of glad there isn't because it would have felt really jarring if there were two more pages and it was robot doing something evil to reveal his, you know, you know, his true motives because this issue was so good as a very emotional piece. This, this issue is unlike any other issue in Invincible. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 the closest thing I could think of is the, the issue in which, um, uh, Eve reveals to Mark that she had an abortion. You know what I mean? Like really quiet, somber, dark, um, very emotional. Uh, but otherwise this, it felt, it would have felt jarring to have any type of action or anything else going on in this issue. Uh, you know, but I thought it was, I thought it was one of the best issues because of that. Yeah. It was so unique and it was just really, really good. Yeah. So, so next is the robot war. Uh, do you want to get, read the next issue on since Bill's not here? Uh, I suppose. Uh, okay. The end of all things, part 10 robot war, part one of one. Holy crap. Every corner of Earth is ravaged ravaged by the war between Mark Grayson and Robot. The fate of the Earth hangs in the balance. Oversized issue, all caps. <laughs> and he writes out all caps. Uh, so we have three issues left. And two of them are oversized issues. Yep. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. It's cool that the next issue, the very next issue is going to be an oversized issue. And yep. it's on Earth. And it's something we've been leading up to for a while um any theories on these robots first of all i love this page because there's no like again i don't know any specific terms but they're it's so off-centered looking it looks like it's clipped from a larger page with more robots Mm. and i think that's to show that there is several more of them yeah i take it as their surrounding earth see i take it as a, a i think it's more of a wall Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. I, I think it's they're in front of Earth. I don't oh, think yeah, they're going all the way around. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they're. It's a blockade. What is that? Blockade. It just always reminds me of Star Wars Episode One. Wow. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. You don't need to. Um. Yeah. It's just like I'm taking it as protection. Yeah. Any final predictions on what? What you know. What is going to happen? Like, what is he... Why is he stopping Mark from coming back? You know? Like, why... What... I don't get this. I love that I don't understand. I love that I don't have a theory. Yeah. I just don't know what's going to happen. He literally just helped Mark. You robot, know what I mean? Like, robot he, is last like... Last issue, he sent a robot to help him finish off Thrag. Robot is, like, weird, though. Like, a, And I feel like a lot of people forget some of the things that he does whenever they're, we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. what is... Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Like, he'll kill people just because they don't fit into his plan. You know what I mean? He killed... Yeah. He w- tried to leave or abandon Invincible in the, just because he didn't fit into the plan. But that goes into the uh, the needs of the, you know, many the outweigh the needs of the few. Uh, who asked the question at New York Comic Con? Uh, he's a fan of the podcast, uh, James, James Kelly. Yeah. Uh, he asked the question about about robot and his what made you want to go down the road of changing 
kind of like changing Robot's personality into making him want to take over the world. And Kirkman said, you know, Kirkman said, I was looking for a dynamic um, around hasn't like... has really been done in comics Yeah, so like much. someone who... It weighing the needs of you know that's what I just said. Yeah. killing killing one person um, to save, save millions, millions. Uh, and that whole concept and it's the idea of the villain winning you know and what would that look like? But he what he said that he said because typically that type of villain doesn't win mm-hmm. and it would be cool you know I I that that makes me that solidifies to me one hundred percent robot is not going to die. Number one. And number two, like, what if he does win? What if he, like, because before we recorded, you said he kind of did win. But I I just... I think he did. He he, did. Mark even said so. Mark left and five, six years went on. He won for what, six years? Yeah. He made Earth better. He's like 900 years old. That's not a win for him. Six years is not a win for him. In that moment, it was a win, yes. Okay, so he he won a a battle, but not the war. Well, you mean the, the war has to be one of them has to die? I think because as of this moment, the next yeah, issue was won. literally called the Robot War. <laughs> he has not won the war yet. Yeah. Well, I don't think that one of them has to die for for the war to be over. But I think that there's going to be a final like there. Definitive. It's not going. Yeah, it's a think, definitive end. Do you think uh, there will be robots on Earth? Rex robots, like these robots on Earth, at the end of that issue. Oh, like, uh, um, like, will he still will he still be there? On will he be on Earth? Yeah. Yes. But I don't know in what aspect. Yeah. I don't. I can't mm, picture him just in a prison cell. I don't really either. Uh maybe. I, don't I think know. I think he either has to die or he's going to be in another dimension. So maybe. Uh, he's I not going to die. If he dies, do all what happens to all his robots? Do they just you know fall apart stop working he has to control them i mean he does control them right so yeah and wouldn't earth be a worse place like that's going to be an interesting concept like if it would be earth i mean it would just be but it's been it's been run for six years at basically peace on earth for six years because of the way it's been run but at what cost ryan at what cost i know monster girl being drug out in space angstrom levy is dead He's dead. Yeah. Yep. So I'm really excited. Cecil. We'll see. Cecil. Um, oh, fuck robot. Yeah, jeez. We've got some emails. Uh, first one up is going to be another Jordan. Jordan Gilbert. He said, uh, hey guys, did you guys enjoy your feels chip for the issue? Man, this one was tugging on the heartstrings. I'm guessing this time jump was at least a week. And we kind of talked about that. It was about probably about a week. Possibly. From the yep. beginning to end issue. Jordan continues, it was crazy seeing Nolan on his deathbed in this issue. I don't think we've ever seen a slow death in this entire series. Love the last conversation with him and his father, since the relationship is really what drove this entire series. I like the point made about making a better world for his daughter. One you mentioned, uh, one of you mentioned the new planet rehabilitation program that Nolan lied about in the second issue. Uh, I am a little disappointed that we didn't see a last interaction between Alan and Nolan since they grew extremely close during the series. Also, Debbie not getting a last word in as well. Seeing Mark with his muscles and tissue growing back was great. I love the buzzed hair look on him. Makes him look meaner and more serious. The exchange between Mark and Eve was a little concerning. Mark makes some good points, making sure he stays in control of the Viltrumites so that they don't slip back to their old ways and keeping them from endangering the galaxy. But Eve isn't all for it. 
What a Kirkman twist it would be if Mark just leaves Eve and Terra at the end of 144 and makes the Viltrum Empire his number one priority. I hope not. He deserves a happy ending with his wife and daughter. My prediction next issue, at least the start of 142, is a revelation of Robot's true intentions. As far as that, I can't really say, but it's going to be awesome. As always, sorry for the long letter. Love, Jordan. P.S. We never got to see Thrag vs. Alan, not to mention that Mark killed the two most feared Viltrumites in their culture. So a couple things that Jordan says here. One um, uh, was the uh, no Alan and Nolan and no Debbie and Nolan scenes. I don't think that Alan and Nolan was necessarily needed. It would have been okay, but mm-hmm. I felt like it made it better that it was just Mark and uh, and Nolan. And the whole Debbie thing, mm-hmm. her getting there just barely too late made, was awesome. I loved that. I like that too. Um and as far as Alan, and, and I think this could apply to Debbie if you want. Maybe we just didn't see it. You know, Mark was sitting in the chair and he was like, hey, can I go see my dad? Like, time yeah. could have passed from the time Mark was, you know what I mean? Like, no one was awake. So they knew he was dying. Eve yeah. knew he was dying. Eve probably talked to him. We never got to see Eve talk. To, you know what I mean? Like, we could always, there could always be a scene where Alan said, you know, I talked to your dad and he said he was proud. Of, you know what I mean? Like, it could have been. There, Maybe. It could be, but I, I don't I think it's necessary. Much I agree. prefer believing that you know debbie and tara got there mm-hmm. literally seconds too late yeah to say goodbye and what about the fact that geez even before this podcast we always talked about a potential fight between thrag and alan you know what i mean yeah. a, a revamped threat uh alan i mean we've seen him fight alan a little would bit rip past. him the fuck apart <laughs> we talked rip about him that apart. yeah we talked about that you think he still would have yes yeah oh yeah. man it would have been a cool fight though that would have been cool to see i think alan would rip invincible apart really yeah and just fucking destroy him so would you say alan is the strongest oh yeah character in i've the been saying that forever yeah since um i i don't know like they they gave him that that power and i just kind of wish they didn't oh you mean the weakness of his eye yeah yeah um you have another email yes or message. uh we i have a couple emails uh from people that wrote into uh the facebook the facebook uh first is mark sylvie who says hi invincible podcast an emotional issue this month as i think we were all expecting it was sad to see nolan go this was probably the first time a character died in the comic where i felt truly sad mm-hmm. i think they said it best in the Pemvinci pals section Mark and Nolan's relationship has been the driving force of the comic, so while Nolan's death was expected, it was still a huge event and worthy of an entire issue. Brilliant stuff. It's the robot war next. I'm assuming this is meant to be a few weeks after Nolan's death, judging by Mark's hair growth. Did robot hold off out of respect? Robot is such a shifty bastard. (laughs) I love dash hate him. Can't wait. Looking forward to the podcast keep up the good work love mark so i don't know if robot was necessarily holding off but he's do you think he's robot, awaiting them do you he's think robot waiting for them. knows that no one is dead no i don't that's going to be an interesting interaction i hope we see it i think it's going to be i think yeah i think it's going to be like uh i'm sorry for your loss like i think that i think that we're going to see emotion from uh, Rex from yeah. Robot because he was for a like friend. a second. Yeah. And then it's back to business. That's what I think it's going to uh, be. Um, um, 
Yeah. So thanks, Mark, for that. Uh, we're gonna try and get Mark on uh, on the show soon. Mm-hmm. We're kind of in contact I've got with a, him. Well, Love you to have him well, on. Well, you find the next one. I've got a quick message from the uh, Nerds Chatting guys who. Oi! 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 Who wrote to us? Uh, Hello. <laughs> and said, uh, "Thing is, I knew it was going to happen eventually, or suspected it was highly likely, especially after seeing the 144 solicitation. But I still sat there with tears rolling down my foot, but down my face." Nolan is gone. Omni-Man is dead. Thrag's madness and lust for revenge took one more important person in Mark's life away from him. So he was partially successful. That makes me mad. Even in death, Thrag had one last win. That bastard. Mm. Yeah, it's oh, an interesting... Lots of people calling him bastard. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> uh, uh, point, though, that Thrag did get a little bit of revenge in the end yeah. by taking Nolan. Oh, well, yeah. Um, Cosmo wrote us on Facebook and says, this is probably the most depressing issue of all time. Extremely empowering. With Mark as emperor, Robot is probably scared because he knows Mark is not as easy to reason and manipulate as Nolan was. In order to stay in power, he is probably going to try and tell, try and take Mark out extremely empowering if you're a parent. Hmm. Try, going to try and take Mark out, period. Extremely empowering if you're a parent. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, I liked uh, Mitch Crasson wrote in on Twitter, too. He commented and said, uh, glad it actually happened. Uh, not as emotional as that Walking Dead character from earlier this year, but still excited to see the robot conflict. Um, so, yeah, uh, that does it for well, no, no, messages. Well, except Xavier Press oh, also yeah. uh, says, oh, man, issue 141 was full of feels. Prepping for the carnage in the next issue. I love the last page. Hype for part one of one of the robot roar war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, very very emotional issue. Uh, it was tough to get through, and we've got one more email. And you're gonna take it? Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, he writes in and says, "Hey guys, long time listener, first time emailer. Let me start by saying that I love the the podcast, especially when Bill is on." Seriously, that guy is literally the funniest, most attractive person I've never met, but I hope someday I will. Full disclosure, <laughs> this is Bill. This is, so, yeah, this is Bill. So if you want to know Bill's thoughts on the issue. Uh, he says, here are my thoughts on the last issue. Spoiler, spoiler alert for The Walking Dead 2. The interaction between Mark and Nolan was devastating, but was less impactful because we were expecting it especially after the Rick and Andrea death scene in The Walking Dead. Seemed very very similar, in fact. What did hit home was when Mark was talking to Tara when she was asleep. Knowing that he is someday going to die and leave her alone in the world was heart-wrenching, especially for those people out there with kids. I have three kids, mm-hmm. he says. Um, no, He says they're all named Bill. Or named after Bill. <laughs> he doesn't even have three kids. He has two. <laughs> That's true. He has two. And I'm, I didn't even think about that when, when I read it. They're all named Bill. <laughs> uh, uh, Nolan stating that he was af- afraid he would eventually revert back to the old ways makes me very skeptical of Mark being able to be any different. How is he any different from Nolan? Okay, he's half human, but I've heard everyone on the podcast discuss how Mark can easily slip into rage mode. Something could happen in the Invincible War, or in the Robot War, 
that leaves Mark scared and turn him into a completely different character for the end of the series. Scarred and turn him into a completely different character. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm really bad at reading. <laughs> uh, the last page didn't do it for me. I feel like it should have panned back further to show millions of robots, not eight, literally. I turn the page dig- digitally because Bill reads them digitally and I always try to be more like him, <laughs> expecting more, but was let down. Overall, I can't wait for the next issue and I can't wait to hear Bill's thoughts on that issue. Thanks again for the awesome podcast and please tell Bill I say sup. <laughs> Love always. Um, I, I think the last page was uh, enough. I think seeing that many robots was enough on that. I think that they were trying to keep it very conservative for this issue. They did, yes. like we talked about when we were going over it, it you know, it, this wasn't really about the overall story, this was more about kind of saying goodbye to a character that, you know, we've loved since the first issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have to agree with you, Bill, or not Bill. Uh, I don't think anything is going to happen to Mark to change him. You know, like we talked to, we talked a little bit about that this, this I don't. episode. You, you said it's not going to happen. I don't think it will. Like that I think thing, it's, I think the... I don't think it's going to happen, but I think the possibility is definitely like I feel like especially after it definitely could happen. Especially after Mark telling or Nolan telling Mark that he is different, that he is not like Viltrumites who of of the past who used to you know be those monsters. I don't think we're going to see a monster Mark because that would be kind of dishonoring you know this issue in a way. But we could see like a like an Oscar end here to where there's just like a flicker of bad in his eye, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. then it ends, like, you never know, like, you know, who he could be. Or... Whether or not it will still come out. Right. I don't know. But I don't think it will. Uh, is it time for our... Spa- fun th- 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 it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's it time, time for the for that. It's time for the fan spotlight. <laughs> All right, let's do it. And then stay tuned afterwards. We're going to talk about some other stuff. But we should probably... Just go right into it. Yeah. So, uh, when did you start reading Invincible? Well, we should probably say who's on who we're talking to. Oh yeah. Who are you? <laughs> my my name's uh, Scott Bodenhammer. Uh, and I am Ryan. And I'm TJ. There you go. Uh, All right. Thanks for uh, coming and talking with us. Ah, uh, no problem. Thank you guys for putting on such a great show. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, man. So, when did you start reading Invincible? Uh, I started reading Invincible. Uh, it had to have been the year that The Walking Dead came on TV because somebody told me, my uncle, who had a comic book shop here in Galesburg at the time, told me about Walking Dead, and I you know, read through all that before the show started. And then my friend said, well, hey, if you like Walking Dead, then uh, Robert Kirkman has this other comic called Invincible. It's superhero stuff. You'll love it. So mm-hmm. I started, and I read a couple issues, and... Then a couple issues turned into reading everything that was out at the time. So yeah, so having an uncle that has a comic shop, did you grow up reading a lot of comics? Well, I did. I, I did. I ended up reading quite a bit of comics because he actually he's had a number of comic book shops over the years, and he had one in kind of the mid '90s that he ended up selling, and he sold my mom like boxes and boxes of comics at like a discount price. So for one year for Christmas, I got about two long boxes of Spider-Man and X-Men comics, plus 
20 or 30 of those X-Men action figures from like the 90s yeah. series. Nice. So I, I grew up reading a lot of uh, Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah. Very cool. Um, you read the newest issue, obviously, right? Oh, of course. Oh I, I woke up at like 5 in the morning and Comicology said it had been delivered. And isn't, I... it, isn't it great that lately, uh, at least, you know, for us on East Coast, I mean... It's Normally been, we it's don't get early. it until like 10 a.m. Yeah. Eastern time. So right. These yeah. last few issues have been nice and early so we can wake up and read them. Yeah. Right. And I've been, re- I read them at about five in the morning and <laughs> got misty eyed first God. thing in the morning. Yeah. Thanks what a way to, wait, yeah, wait, what a way to start your morning. Right. Jeez. Uh, no, I, I, I thought the new issue was pretty fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We agree. Um, Tough to get through, but uh, it was really, really good. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things, unfortunately. I think we, everybody knew it was coming. The, the mentor figure kind of has to bite it for the main character to achieve what he's going to achieve. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was good. A good end, though. A definitive end. Yeah, and a, a, few, uh, a few listeners wrote in talking about how... We've never really seen a slow emotional death scene in Invincible. Right. And it was pretty great that, you know, Nolan deserved that honor. Um, right. Because we haven't. We really haven't seen anything like this. Right. It was our goodbye just as well as it was Mark's. Mm-hmm. Right. I think they even referenced that in the comic when, when um, Debbie was talking to Tara and she's like, oh, when. When people in our family, when they have their red parts out, they just stuff them back in, and it's all good. <laughs> right, because that's normal for the for this for this series. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's your favorite character? If you had to pick one. Well, it you know it's it's funny we say that because my favorite character is Omni Man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up a Star Wars fan. Darth Vader is my favorite Star Wars character, so the conflicted evil not so evil father is kind of i kind of fell right into that mm-hmm. and just you know his character development over the first 60 issues or so where he was you weren't sure what his intentions were and what he was going to do and then culminating in that moment where he's sitting in prison like i think i miss my wife you know yeah. it was just it was a fantastic slow burn yeah yeah, we did that uh, that episode a couple months ago after we mm-hmm. assumed he, you know, Nolan had died, and you know, kind of recapped a lot of the big moments. His best and, moments. Yeah, ranked his best moments, and I'm kind of glad we did that then because it almost feels like you know this is a good way to go out. You yeah. know, it's a good way to end yeah. end it on, and um, because yeah, he had a huge, and we talked about that then that this is very much a story about a father and son relationship. You right. Know? Man, uh, do you have a favorite arc at all? I think my favorite arc is the uh, the Viltrumite War. Yes, cool. Uh, I also, I mean, not only was it amazing, brutal, some of the best, like the the fight over Viltrum when the the Viltrumites were hiding in like the floating ring of corpses, mm-hmm. only to attack and yeah, visually you know. it was so cool. Yeah. Oh, right. That that and, issue seventy five, man. Yeah, when they flew through the planet and just blew, like, destroyed an entire planet by just flying through it was mm-hmm. like, I, unlike anything I've ever seen in a comic. And 
I think also my favorite part of that the end of, was the end of the Viltrumite War, where it wasn't a definitive victory for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like they ju- they just arrived back on. Like Thrag has a a moment of real like cunning and self preservation that he goes to Earth and just makes an ultimatum and is like, hey, for mutual survival, we're going to hang out here and you guys can't do anything about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it's I kind of think that that is what I really, you know, enjoyed about Thrag in those days of the comics is he was really he, you know, he was evil and ruthless, but he was really for the greater good. Yeah, of he hadn't his given up people. at that point. Because, right. was, like Mark said, and during their fight, like it was all revenge at the end, and right. uh, or I should say, Thrag said at the end. Um, but at that point, you're right. He he actually had focus back then and was doing it for a, a greater cause than only revenge, at least in his mind. Right. Which... And you know, it's it's. I mean, I, 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 the revenge Thrag to me is wasn't quite as interesting. I guess where he was. I guess where he just kind of lost his mind and yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, it, that's a great point though. We and we never really talked about that. And, and it is a very different thrag. And I mean, maybe not as interesting. It could be a little bit more scary. You know, like the fact that he was unhinged and it is that brutal. You know, chaos. Chaos. You know, him. Him. You know, sacrificing his children, throwing his children. Just his. Yeah. He's completely unhinged, and. uh that, you know, probably served a better final villain, a, vi- a final form for Thrag. Because you're right, I mean, he did kind of have that moment of victory when he outsmarted Invincible, in a sense, when he, you know, decided to stay on Earth. Um, so that's kind of cool that we got, you know, two sides of the same character. Well, right, and I also think, you know, as the end of the series comes, I think they have their villain, like, the villain that fights you with their mind in robot. And so they just needed thrag to kind of be the, the punchy villain. Yeah. Now, speaking of that, do you have, I mean, we're, we're kind of strapped for ideas. Do you have any idea what's going to happen in these next couple issues? Like why, what, why is the robot war even happening? Um, I think Ro- I would imagine, you know, robots, robot, had all the Viltrumites kind of, he knew they were living there. They were kind of in check because he was friends with Nolan. And so maybe he had Nolan, he knew what Nolan's motivations were. He knew how to kind of play Nolan because even in the issue with the technicians where he essentially talked Nolan into into killing that guy. Right. So, you know, he, Nolan is a known quantity to him and now that he's gone, and there's I, I don't know how many of the the Thrag's purple Viltrumite children there are. So he has this whole army kind of on on his borders, and I think he's just going to try to either kill all of them or say, "Hey, you guys got to go." Yeah, I mean, he, it might just start with him posing an ultimatum, just basically saying, hey, because he, you're right, he did see all those Viltrumites surrender. He knows the army that's at his doorstep now, and he might just be saying, like, he's probably scared. He knows that they could overthrow him because Mark has this army at his back now. Um, I don't agree. I don't, don't think so? I don't I mean, think he that, might just that say, robot hey, is scared at all. He might just say, leave, 
he might say, Earth is mine, you guys go yeah, on. Yeah, he'd be like, this is my house now. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Fucking, I think yeah. he might say, leave, and Mark's not going to want to, maybe. You know, because those Votramites have created lives for themselves on Earth, so that right. might that might be the point. Right. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But what about, uh, what about the future of Invincible after the series? Any hopes? After... Or- yeah. Well, I I have big hopes for the movie. I mean, I hope they I hope they can get the budget that they they deserve and they need to really kind of flesh out everything that this book is on the page. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know we've had tons of movies like Man of Steel and all the Transformers movies that have had amazingly huge budgets, and we've got to see you know the buildings fall down, kind of like they were in the fight between mark and nolan in the early issues of the comic i just i just hope they can get that big budget they need to yeah really show us the wide scale yeah and it's not even like they need it for the entire movie i mean i think they can get by with a relatively you know smaller budget um except for when it comes to like flying adam eve's powers i don't know Mm -hmm. we'll see but they really only need that one big fight scene if the first movie is going to be kind of a direct adaptation of the first hardcover ending with the fight with Nolan. So I, I would hope it is because, you know, I mean that, that moment of just Omni-Man flying away from earth, tears streaming down his eyes. Is, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what hooked me to like, to the comic. Not that I wasn't already kind of hooked already, but, it's just that moment of like you don't see that like usually it would be somebody flying in and and defeating Omni Man and then Invincible can kind of take his place but no he actually like he actually reached him mm-hmm. with his words yeah and that's still something like we haven't seen that in, in all the of all the superhero movies we have these days we haven't seen something quite like that so i think they still right. have a chance to come out and be something different yes which is the most important right. thing for this movie so, agreed yeah here's hoping i mean still have still holding that hope for a, a video game or a novel i mean they yeah. teased the fact that there might be a novel was coming definitely that would, man that would be great so, yeah depending on who they got to write it i would yeah, <laughs> definitely definitely like to I'd like to see, you know, again, back kind of back on the Omni-Man train here. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see uh, some stuff, maybe a novel about his early days on Earth. Yeah. And you could really get into his head about, okay, this is this is my mission. I have to lie. Mm-hmm. I have to make these people think that yep. I am. Dealing with all that one duality. Of them. Now, that's, right. uh, that, that was a couple um uh, th- that was one, a couple suggestions that people wrote in when we were talking about the novel or potential novel announcement. And I right. think that's a great idea. Maybe some more history into Lord Argyll or like, you know, the history of the Viltrumites and more in- into, like you said, his duality and dealing with uh, maybe meeting Debbie or the early, I mean, the early Guardian, uh, Guardians of the Globe would be in it, which would be the awesome. The birth of Mark. The birth of Mark, yeah. Knowing that he has a child coming into the world, but has a... A, a mission to take out to yeah. carry out yeah i i think you're right man i think uh i think that would be a great a great novel because right it, you could go ahead oh i was just gonna say and it would also slip right into the the canon without it really disturbing the series at all right right awesome i think that does it man uh we appreciate you talking to us yeah thanks for having me on um and again thanks for uh 
give me something to listen to every couple uh, weeks. Yeah, of course, right, man. Thanks we for appreciate listening. you listening. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. See you later. Have a great night. You too. Thanks, man. Bye. You too. And we're back. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming on and talking with us. We've got uh, a couple more emails that aren't quite focused on issue 141 that we want to talk about. Um, Andy actually wrote in and said, where is it? Right here. He said, hey guys, Andy here. It's been a while since writing in, but I wanted to say I still, I'm still enjoying the podcast. I just wanted to ask you guys your opinion on something. With Kirkman's Walking Dead, the show is running alongside the comic. With the show being as popular as it, uh, as it is, do you think the comic is being kept alive because of it? I feel like the comic could have ended 20 issues ago. For me, it has become stagnant. Invincible, on the other hand, is just a comic. Do you think that they would? Uh, do you think if they would re- release a movie or TV series HBO style, they would reveal that the comic is ending? Uh, they would have continued the book. So he's basically asking if the if a show or a movie had come out while Invincible was going, um, would they have continued it? Uh, maybe because they have an entire universe and multiple dimensions to work with, I feel Invincible would be something that could last a lot longer than The Walking Dead. Just curious for your thoughts. Keep up, keep up the good work, guys. Love, Andy. I think Kirkman knew... So let's, let's do Walking Dead first. Okay. Uh, I agree. There, uh, the Walking Dead did kind of become stagnant, stagnant for me. Um, the show, I feel like, did kind of change the comic a little bit. Um, I feel like... I don't know. Uh, the thing with Walking Dead is that there's just... Like, Kirkman has been kind of saying eventually like you know rick will die he's not going to make it to the end um and i just think the comic is begging for that moment to happen because the problem with walking dead for me right now is that there are too many damn characters and i don't yeah and it's been i way for don't a while. care about any of them i and don't you care know what about I've done them. to combat that is i cared about andrea and i care about yeah. rick and carl and that's like it with walking dead i've recently decided and started to backpile issues because it's always I'm been a, the same thing. It's always been a better comic when I read it in chunks, and uh, you know because there's so many characters and there's a lot going on. Um, I guess I can't really say the comic got worse. I just think that it, it just so happened when the show came out, the comic was kind of at a point where it was like dealing with the different, um, you know, the different communities and everything. Anyways, it had gotten through. The I think it just, prison. They had gotten through yeah. all those awesome moments. I think it just went flatline. It's not necessarily bad, but it's just it very. It did actually pick up a little bit uh, recently, you know, and I think it has gotten better within the last like fifteen. It's, it's always or kind so. of been like that, and comics in general are like that, where it's like they'll, you know, they have it. Ups and downs. They'll have like a they'll have like a finale, and then you start from the beginning again, and it's slow for mm-hmm. a little while, and then it builds and builds and builds. And then there's a big finale, and then mm-hmm. it. It starts back from the beginning. It's like, it's just like seasons of a TV show. You know what I mean? It yeah. starts out slow and it it gets bigger. So, do you think uh, Kirkman would have ended Invincible if uh, the sh- the movie would have been announced beforehand or a show announced beforehand? I feel like he had to have known that there were things in the works when he decided to end it. Yeah, I mean, I don't we've think talked a he... lot about this in the past, and it wasn't just there was. A, I feel like there was a few reasons for ending Invincible, and you know, one, the comic had changed a lot. Otley had talked about that, and um, uh, it was just time. He kind of saw, I think he saw the writing on the wall when it came to it, and he wanted to send it off the right way instead of it pitter out. And Not only that, but Otley was done with it. That's you know what I'm mean? saying. Even if, yeah. I mean, he didn't want it to continue. Like, there was a lot of reasons, I feel like. Yeah. Um, 
I'd like to think he wouldn't have continued the comic as much as I'd want the comic to keep going if there was a show um, because I wouldn't want it to go the way Walking Dead has kind of gone where it would become stagnant. Um, right. I love the fact that uh, Invincible will be a complete story that will have been unaffected by a movie or a show or anything like that because it will be finished before any of that comes out. So No, I want more. I want more. No, I know I want more, but we're going to get more. We'll hopefully get more. Like we talked with Scott, like well, there's hopefully going to be a book and yeah. we're hoping for more. Even Kirkman said recently that there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff after Invincible ends. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I hope that answers your question, Andy. Also, Luke wrote in and he says, hello, Invincible Podcast. I have a couple questions for everyone. First, I know you do this podcast for fun, but I'm curious to know when you are not podcasting, what are you doing? Selling insurance, rescuing dogs, aspiring to be a comic book artist or writer. And two, what is your favorite comic convention and why? A quick note, I forgot the interview, uh, but it exists on YouTube. It's from San Diego Comic-Con 2017, and Kirkman is on a couch with some other guys, and they mention your podcast. Thanks for doing the podcast. I look forward to the Fridays it comes out. Best, Luke. So so quick thing on the San Diego Comic-Con. He's talking to us. That's why he mentions the podcast. (laughs) So TJ and I were actually in the chat because it was on Twitch, uh, and they were live streaming that, and uh, uh, TJ had the guts to actually ask, uh, I asked three questions. He answered, or four questions. He yeah. answered all of them. Yeah, and uh, DJ actually asked. He said, "Hey, we've got Notley on the podcast. Would you, uh, you know, would you come on sometime? Mm-hmm. You and uh, Corey Walker." So yeah, that that interview does exist, and that was pretty cool, and gave me a small heart attack. Uh, but as far as his questions, we'll tackle the first one first. TJ, what do you do when you're not podcasting? Um. Well, first of all, you ask. Uh, about like work stuff. Uh, I work at a pharmaceutical company. Uh, I dress up in a big hazmat suit and Going run machines. I'm, I, I'm the, a lead tech in my company where I kind of manage like 12 people on my shift and mm-hmm. we create uh, cancer cell medias. We run machines in a sterile, a sterile clean room. We dress up in a big hazmat suit and run like cancer cell medias, cloning medias, we do uh, a lot of stuff like that, so yeah, a lot of we make uh, a whole bunch of different kinds of medications, and mm-hmm. yeah. So. It's so funny because I know and have seen what most of my friends do, but when it comes to you, it's like you could be in there like doing anything, cloning, you know, mice, <laughs> like creating bombs. I have no idea because I can't. It's one of those things I can't even really picture it. It just sounds like something. Uh, the most I could picture is like Independence Day. Like, it's just, like, clean room. Like I will suits. say, it is kind of Independence Day. Because I am, like, behind a glass. Really? Like, yeah, like... How many times have you guys, like... Never, but no, I'm going oh. to do it tomorrow. Peace <laughs> me. Peace. No peace. Uh, it is kind of like that, but I it, it sounds much cooler than it is. We're definitely not, like, cloning rats and shit. We, I'm just making the media, and yeah. then it, we send it out to people that are cloning the rats and doing all the cool shit. <laughs> So, yeah, that's uh, what I do. Other than work, what else do you do? Um, I don't know. What else do I do? Right. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I, I watch TV and read comic books and do the Invincible podcast and, uh, yeah, um, play video games. I mm-hmm. guess I'm just, like, pretty much anybody else Yeah. I was thinking, of, yeah, I was thinking about this question too. I work at a winery. I've been the winemaker there for a couple years. I started working there about eight years ago. 
Um, so a lot of my life is wine related. Um, went to school for a lot of that. Uh, other than that, and before that, and kind of during that, uh, all three of us, Bill included, worked at a movie theater for a while. I managed. Uh, I was a manager at that theater, ran projection booths, and that's how we got into movies. Uh, we got. Yep. We started watching a lot more movies and getting really into them that way. Um, but yeah, uh, other than work, which working at the winery is majority farm work and physical labor in you know dealing with pumps and tanks and all that kind of stuff it's not as glamorous as it sounds but it is fun sometimes um but uh other than that uh most people that listen know that i got married last year i spent time with my wife katie we watch movies we watch tv shows we try and travel as much as we can we like traveling um but otherwise yeah tj's right video games movies tv shows we hang out we go places we go Mm -hmm. out I like writing. I, I haven't written in some time, but... It, One thing that we don't talk about I a lot... I do enjoy writing. ...that we tend to do a lot, and I love behind TJ right now, is a huge wall of board games. I love board games. We we haven't done it in a while, but we used to have a board game night every yeah, Thursday. We would get together, but now our Thursdays have become... Mostly podcasting. Re- re- recording. Uh, but <laughs> we no, procrastinate we on every on every episode, and we wait until the Thursday before uh, the Friday it gets released <laughs> <laughs> to but record. Yeah, I love board games. We play a lot of those. Um, and especially like when it comes to video games, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'd love to stream sometime. You know, we, we've talked about that. Maybe stream a video game and play it and let you guys know, and you guys can jump in the chat and play along with us. There's a... Uh, there's a bunch of things I'd like to do. Yeah, we might, we might actually do that within the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out on our Twitter and our Facebook, and yeah. we'll announce that if we decide to do something like that. We're, yeah. It's kind of in the works. we got to talk might, to Bill about it. Yeah. Something cool maybe for Halloween. it might be something that we do more often. Regularly. Yeah. Right. Just because it'd be fun. And I love chatting with you know the listeners of the podcast. Just Invincible fans in general are such fun to talk to. And uh, uh, also, speaking for Bill, he is a manager at Renna Center. Mm-hmm. A district manager, right? No. Like, doesn't he travel all over the place though? No. He used to, he was a district manager for Pexon. No, I knew that. But no, well, he's he's just a regular manager. He'll, uh, I figured he could talk more about it. He obviously has talked about his family and he has kids now and everything. He didn't like being a district manager because yeah. it took him away from, from the kids. From yeah. yeah, the family. So Um So yeah. Uh Luke also wanted to know uh our favorite comic convention and why. So we don't go, at least. I mean, we've gone to a couple, and they have to tend to be local. I mean, we go to uh, where... I am starting to... I'm trying to branch out. Like, yeah. I want to go to C2E2 this year. I'd like to do New York Comic Con maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely C2E2. I mean, of the ones we've been to, we've been to the local ones like Boston and Niagara Falls and Toronto. Uh, and then the only other one that we've been to Niagara is Falls. Boston. Um, you said Boston twice. Did I say Niagara you, Falls? You said the local ones like Boston, which oh, no, is no, not no, local sorry. for us. <laughs> That's nine hours away from uh, us. Buffalo. I meant Buffalo, Buffalo uh, Niagara, Niagara Falls, Falls Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and then we do we do, we've done Boston twice. Boston was actually our first one we've ever first con that we've ever been to. So I'd have to say my favorite would be obviously Boston, just because Mine's not. I love Boston as the city. I love that area. I think the conventions are really, uh, usually a great size. Um, yeah, but there's New England Patriot fans like everywhere, though. Yeah, you know? I know. But we deal with them. You're, you're <laughs> saying that like you're a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm not a Bills fan, but I'm a Miami <laughs> Dolphins fan, and we're in the same division. God, so. it's just a mess right now. <laughs> uh, you like Toronto. 
I like I like Fan Expo specifically. Like Toronto Comic Con is great, but Fan Expo, well, which Boston is Boston was Fan Expo this year. It was a oh fan right, expo. right, right. Uh, I'm Fan Expo Toronto. Yeah, I should say is is my favorite one specifically. The one where uh, maybe we're a little biased, or I'm a little biased to that one, but that's the one that for from mm-hmm. not 2017 but 2016 Fan Expo Toronto was when we interviewed Otley. Yeah, and that's, um, that was a huge moment for us. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but every year I I make sure that I get you know i get to fan expo for at least or fan expo toronto for at least three out of the four days yeah so i love like a lot of the big name artists go there and i'm a just i'm a huge collector of like um fan art commissions mm -hmm. from different artists if i could go to any con in 2018 for free free travel whatever i think i would pick emerald city comic con i hear such great things about that one for some reason and it's just Things always come out of that one, and it would mm-hmm. just be a cool con to go to. I get the idea of San Diego. I get the idea of New York. And I've, we've talked about it in the podcast before. It's a little too big for my taste, and I feel like it's just too overwhelming. And I understand that more artists and more writers and more people there would be better. But I feel like the man, thing, I feel the, like re- the reason why Emerald New City York awesome. is New York and um, San Diego are appealing to me is because it has everybody. In All one in place. one place. Like, Corey Walker, you know, could possibly be there, or yeah. more than likely would be there. Um, like, people that we don't ever see on the East Coast ever come out this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even Otley only comes out our way, you know, to the to, um, Northeast yeah. area maybe once Boston, a year. Yeah. He's, at, he's, he's at New York Comic Con almost every year. He wasn't there this year, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, so yeah. Thanks for that email, Luke. Uh, now, before we wrap it up... Um, can I go on a rant? You want to go on a rant? I want to go on a, a rant real quick. Because oh something was on my mind. Okay, I'm going to mute my mic. How about you're that? Gonna mute, mute, yeah, oh, you're going to mute it? Yeah, I'm go just going to go. Cinemax, I have something to say to you. What makes, it, what makes you think that it would be a good idea to hold off the season two premiere of outcast two years after the finale of the first one that's so ridiculous even rick and morty hasn't waited that long and they're like known for that shit that's insane to me after the first season when it comes back no one's gonna be as interested as they were when it could have been like three months after and that was one of the questions that i asked kirkman in the panel at uh at san diego Mm -hmm. that we talked about on the couch and he even seemed a little perturbed like oh i don't know like uh yeah there had to have been some weird licensing something going on because but they just announced that season premiere is going to be july of fucking 2018 what the fuck (laughs) that's so stupid and i love that show and that really sucks like that that's like sending it out to die like yeah i mean no like two years after the crazy thing about that is doesn't it exist already? Yeah, it's out there because it got released in the UK. And That's even- the crazy thing about it because it's not. It's not like I would understand if it was like Game of Thrones or something happened where it's like, oh, it took us a while to start filming again. Like we needed to take a break between filming the season. That's not the case. It's not the case. Cinemax specifically pushed it off, but obviously, I don't know if Cinemax is like overseas or whatnot. But it completely aired and is done. Like I think they're like filming season three now. You know what wow. I mean? And we we got we got to wait until next July to see season two. When I brought it up to Kirkman, he even seemed a little perturbed about yeah. it. And was like, yeah, I don't. He's like, for some reason they they Cinemax decided to hold off until 2018, and that was before they announced that it was going to be July of 2018. Yeah. Uh, and he made it. He even 
he even mm, quote unquote made a joke about pirating it but even like i don't even know if he was kidding he was like just pirate it it's online <laughs> that's exactly how he said it just pirate it it's online you know what wow. i mean like he i think he's like a little upset about it too because that's ridiculous that is kind of ridiculous because they don't oh, i mean they, do they i mean are they gonna, i don't want to pirate it are they gonna re-release season one like like how are they gonna get people again? interested again yeah that's it's, so weird it's, it's that's killing the show i feel like that's a, that's just gonna kill the show wow well, that's a good segue into our final topic that I wanted to bring up. Uh, this is our last episode before Halloween, and I wanted to talk a little bit about our favorite spooky stuff. So, starting with movies, you grew up watching horror movies. Horror movies, because you're a, a crazy person, uh, and I'm like the exact opposite. I was sheltered from that kind of stuff. You know what's weird though is that I was sheltered in a different way. Like my dad loved horror movies and i my he he didn't care he let me watch horror movies with him i was like five years old sitting in my dad's lap watching nightmare on elm street yeah but i wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons because of the way the kids talk to their parents Ooh. you know what i mean yeah. there was i wasn't allowed to watch the what i don't know if it was made by disney i don't think it was what is that the uh it's just it's just called witches yeah the Dude, rats? my mom yeah oh. my mom i remember i will never forget they, i was watching that, that i'm on, like uh, they brought that up on the kind of funny uh you know kind of funny morning show oh did they i missed that it was it was a while ago and they were talking about the scariest scenes in like movie history. oh no i did see that yeah yeah that was, and they yeah. brought up that scene Ugh. uh my mom caught me watching that one time on tv and she flipped but i was i can watch like i i saw the one movie that actually kind of fucked me up was I watched Exorcist when I was like six years old. That mm-hmm. movie messed me up from for life. But other than that, like I never, they never really affected me as much because it was just a normal thing yeah. to me. But um, my favorite horror movies are probably kind of the ones that are the ones that I mentioned is Nightmare on Elm Street is yeah. definitely up there, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because of watching Exorcist so young, but. Anything with, and I kind of grew up in a kind of a religious home too. Mm -hmm. So anything that has to do with exorcism scare the shit out of me. Like the conjuring I thought was terrifying. You made me watch Exorcism of of Emily Emily Rose. Rose. Such a good movie. In a cabin in the middle of like the woods. (laughs) Where the TV wasn't working. So we all gathered around um, a a, uh, laptop with a tiny screen. And we're all, me, you and Bill were all huddled together. All the lights were out. No. Such a good movie. But, uh. I, I couldn't, like, I don't mind horror movies or stuff like that. There's the certain, the kind of horror movies you I hate don't. hate horror movies. Yeah, that's what I mean. The kind I hate most, though, are things like Emily Rose or Signs. Signs scares the shit out of me because, or things like, um, uh, what's the ghost one? Uh, Paranormal There's Activity. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Like the ones that are like. Subtle. The, one, the subtle yeah. scares. The ones that are like. Because everybody, everybody everywhere has woken up in the middle of the night and like, there could be something in the corner of the room. Right. Or that shadow, the shadow on the wall that is just your hoodie looks like it could be a person. And then it like subtly moves. But it doesn't, but it plays tricks on yeah. your mind. And movies that take advantage of that, that, that normal thing that people do, scare the shit out of me. So Because we- like... You can't watch Signs, or I couldn't watch Signs, because when I saw Signs the first time, I lived right next to a, a, a farm. Yeah. Like, a, literally a farm with co- a cornfield and barns. So, I couldn't look outside at night. You know what I mean? Like, you look outside and you just know so there, there, there 
could be someone standing on top of that barn. There's like, a monster oh. outside my window. God, that's kind of stuff. <laughs> that kind of stuff freaks me out. I don't like. We've that talked stuff. about that in the past too, to where you and Bill are kind of the same in that way, to where it's like you don't like the subtle scares. Yeah. Those don't necessarily bother me. Like I'm, I, I get more scared Ooh. about in your face scares, like. When I wake up in the middle of the night, is there something in the corner? Doesn't scare me as much as I wake up in the middle of the night and there's a fucking demon in my face. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Like, but like that kind but, of shit. Like, but, that's why. But talking about movies, I really it's do Dead like. Space One uh, versus Dead Space Two. That's yes, what we've yeah. talked about in the on past episodes. So movies that I do like though, Cabin in the Woods is awesome. Is I it love a, that. Is that a horror movie? It's a horror movie. It's kind of like a. It's a spoof on horror movies. It's a spoof, but it's still serious. Yeah. Uh. Obviously, uh, you you mentioned uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I actually like Nightmare on Elm Street. I liked the, you know, those ones. You know, most of them. Um, Alien. I don't know if you consider that one, but Alien I, is cool. I don't consider it a horror. Would you consider that a sci-fi? But that one's yeah. so thriller. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, other than that, I don't really can't really think of too many. But Exorcism yeah. uh, of Emily Rose, though uh, that movie, like that movie was, like, it was. It wasn't just about the scares. They weren't just trying to scare you. It was about the story. The mm-hmm. story was so good in that movie. Yeah. I think that might be my number one. For horror movie, like For scary movie. Yeah. Um, comics. You mentioned Outcast. Have yep. you ever read any other horror or spooky or whatever scary comics? Or the Walking Dead. Walking Dead, right? Yeah, that's kind of the big one I thought of. Not um, really. I, I read, uh, I want to say like the first four or five soft cover novels of 30 days of night which were very good um that movie was good that movie was amazing that's why i picked up the comic i loved the movie um but yeah other than that not not really um i started rereading a few days ago uh batman long halloween so yeah fucking yeah because i I read um and i talked about spider-man blue and i've been wanting another jeff Loeb tim sale story and so i'm like you know what it's halloween i want to read batman long halloween and i think i brought that up before when it comes to like novels like chapter books books i pretty much only read horror stuff i love reading Mm -hmm. like uh david moody's hater trilogy um we i know bill reads the uh plague of the dead books uh, day by day Armageddon. Day by day, day by day Armageddon is one of the best books I think that we've ever read. Zombie but it's books, a it's yeah. a trilogy and just read the, the first one. Just read the first one. The two and three are not good at all. But the first one is so good and it was made as like a standalone book. So don't feel like you have to read two or three. Mm-hmm. Day by day Armageddon. Armageddon. It's awesome. Check yeah. that out by J. L. Bourne. J. Yeah. L. Bourne. J. L. Bourne. Uh. What about TV shows? Did you watch any... Uh... I've seen all of the American Horror Stories. Oh, shit, man. That first season was awesome. That's the only season I watched. I think I actually watched a couple episodes of season two, but... Oh, man, it's, that... The reason why the first one out of eight seasons remains the best is because they were just trying something and it worked. I feel like after that, they tried too hard mm-hmm. to like step their game up and it just... It's like too much, mm-hmm. um, but there have been some good seasons along the way. You excited for Stranger Things season two? Yes, very excited. I, uh, I really want to rewatch at least the last two episodes. Yeah, to I got. I feel like I got to rewatch it. Yep. I mean, um, it hasn't been two years. 
Cinemax. <laughs> Uh, but I still feel like I should rewatch it because it's only been one year and I have to rewatch it. But yeah, now, I feel like we can't talk about this without bringing up one of the most uh, disturbing episodes of one of your favorite TV shows, uh, Buffy. Yep. Hush. Buffy is my number one favorite TV show of all time. Hush is terrifying. It's a creepy episode. So for I'm sure many people who Haven't have watched not it. watched it, um, Hush is an episode where... Uh, there are these demons Do, that... Does the episode start where they wake up and they d- can't speak, right? No, no, no. Or they, they can speak in the beginning. In the beginning, okay. Um, but it's about these demons that take your voice away so that so they can basically just kill you slowly. And you can't scream. In your, do- no, in your dorm room. <laughs> and you're, this person is screaming and screaming, but they can't... Uh, you know what 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 they do is actually they they take the voices of everybody in the town so no one talks and the aside from like the first i want to say maybe 5 minutes and the last actually it was just the first 5 minutes cuz at the very end only one sound happens that comes from a person and then it ends yeah but other than that the entire episode is is just no no words at all yeah. spoken the entire very, episodes yeah. um and it's awesome. It's so good, and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool episode. Yeah. It's one of the best uh, Buffy episodes. Um, I was I just thought of something. Um, didn't wasn't it follows? You guys watched it follows, right? It wasn't follows that... was fucking terrifying. No, thank you. You guys told terrifying. me what that was like. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I don't. It follows is about this thing that you have That's no idea. That's a movie, idea. by the way, not a it's show. It's a movie, yeah. yeah. It's a, about this thing that you have no idea what it is or where it comes from, but it's just always walking towards you, and it can take the plate. It can take the form of people that you know, or it might just be yeah, so a stranger, you... and it's just constantly walking towards you. So if it if it catches up to you, it's walking towards you, so you can run away from it. But if it catches you, it's going to kill you in a brutal way. But yeah. the thing that's terrifying about it is that you can get in your car and you can drive miles and miles away, but just know. It is currently walking towards you, and eventually it's going to find you. It's always walking towards you. Now, you don't find too many movies scary or terrifying, and that's one of them. Yes. God. That's the, that, like, that movie, after I watched it, there's a particular part of that movie where it takes the form of, like, a really big man, like, like a giant Mm-hmm. kind of like you know and he's walking down the hallway and he can't like fit in the hallway and no one else if it's coming after you you're the only one that can see it no one else can see it so there's like her like sister is in the doorway and she's out of the background you see like this guy who's like bending down trying to get in the door and the girl can't see him and that it's image feeling, yeah. sticks with me really? where it's like Ugh. I don't know. I don't, that stuck with me for days after mm-hmm. I watched it. I'm like, holy shit! I remember like telling Bill to watch it, and I was anticipating hearing. You know how like like you you tell someone about a movie, and you're like, if they don't like it, then fuck them. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Bill loved it too. So. Yeah. All right, video games. Uh, Dead Space. We've talked about it several Dead times. Space, God, so it's such a good game, and the way the the atmosphere of, of that. Them. Uh, the HUD on that, like, there's no HUD. They just did such a good job of scaring the shit out of you. Uh, Dead Rising, not really a horror game, but a zombie game, yeah. was a ton of fun. You play more spooky games than me, and yeah. I know Bill played uh, the new Resident Evil, mm-hmm. tried to get me to play it in VR, took that shit off right away. Uh-uh. Uh, 
What else? What other ones have you played? Uh, the scariest game I've ever played in my life is The Evil Within. Oh, was it really? Oh my gosh, that's another game it. that scared the shit out of me. So Evil, you knew I played Evil. No, Within. I knew you played. I didn't. Oh. know I was scared. That, that's oh scary. no, it was so Ryan. Jeez. You would you would never you would not last the intro. You would not last the intro. I swear to God. <laughs> I want I want you to play it so bad. Wow. So bad. It's. It's really, really scary. Bill gonna, was are, the same way. He's he said oh, he, yeah. he, he said almost he like couldn't, couldn't finish it. it. You're right. I forgot um, about that. So I I was so excited for two to come out. So two came out last Friday. Mm-hmm. I bought it. Really? Brought it home, put it in my PlayStation, and it kept downloading a third of the way, and then it would pause itself. And then I would like try to like reopen it and it would start to open and then force close. Start to open and really? then force close. And I couldn't figure out why. I looked it up online, and apparently it's not compatible with the PlayStation Pro. What the fuck is that about? So I had to take it back, and apparently they're working on a patch for it. What? But, like, that really makes me upset, because I was really looking forward to the game, and now i got to, like, wait longer, because I have a Pro. Really? I don't... We'll, we'll talk about it after the podcast. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else we want to talk about? Blade Runner was amazing. Blade people Runner was sh- very good. People should go see Blade Runner. Uh, 2049. Uh, don't believe any... So there was an interview on, uh, I don't know, Harrison Ford was on like Jimmy Kimmel or something, and he said, you don't have to see the first one. It's not true. You absolutely have to see the first one, and the first one, in my opinion, in Ryan's opinion, in Bill's opinion, <laughs> is god-awful. It's so it's boring. boring. But you have to get through it to understand the uh, um, the sequel, the 2049, and it is worth sitting through the first one. At the, the very least, one. watch a recap YouTube Yeah, video. just watch... Just, just, it, yeah, at the very it, least. But it's worth it. Go see this movie. It is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. It was very good. Uh, if possible, go try and see it in IMAX. You see it with a big screen, loud sound, um, and uh, enjoy it. It's it, it was it was something. Uh, TJ, did you end up reading uh, White Knight yet? Yes. Fucking awesome. So good. It was really good. Really I actually good. have to stop following sean gordon murphy on twitter because he's posting so much stuff yeah he's that posting covers and everything yeah, yeah like it's such a good comic i really really liked it uh so i'm excited to keep reading that um anything else you've been up to i don't know no no not really. we've talked for a while i think we've got it uh thank you everybody for listening i think we'll be back in well we will be back in two weeks uh i think it's gonna be wolfman volume four so we should be back uh to thin- complete the series yeah to complete Wolfman. Uh, that'll be exciting. We're going to have to throw a poll up online or something to see what people want us to do next. Yeah. We've got Capes, Tech Jacket, uh, Invincible Universe, Guarding the Globe. There's still more to talk about. More Invincible to talk about. Uh, remember, you can find us on uh, Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we're on YouTube. Go send us an iTunes review. We love all that. Um, get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Uh, thank you all for listening, though. TJ, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Ryan, for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Bill, uh... Thanks for not being here, you some bitch. Thanks for listening, Bill, because I know you're listening right now. Yeah, you are. Okay, bye! Okay, goodbye!
Test in my mic. Test one, two. Check, check, one, two. Welcome to the Invincible Podcast. I'm going to be talking right about here most of the time at about this volume. TJ? This volume. Right about this volume. Podcast. Invincible Podcast. Invincible. Invincible. Podcast. 